Welcome to Living Within the Sweet Spot with your host, Nikki Klegel. Have you been searching for that something within you? The one thing that is designed to bring abundance into your life? Are you not finding it yet? By partnering with God, you are sure to discover the key to living a happier and more fulfilling life. Now, here is Nikki Klegel. Hello, everyone. Yes, this is Nikki Klegel with Living Life Within the Sweet Spot. I am so happy that you're here with us today. So we are going to be talking with a Chad Cherndook. He is so perfect for this episode. He's not on yet. I hope to be. Oh, he just popped on. I'm going to quick promote him to panelists. Hold on one second. All right. So you, those of you who are listening by, by Facebook, I want you to know that... Um, you can see us right now. He's going to be coming on in the middle section. Those of you who are on Voice America, hang tight. He'll be popping on in the middle section. You'll be able to hear him there. But I am going to just kind of get you up to date with what this show is about. Many of you are starting to follow now and you can see this trend. So I want you to just sit back and know that I'm happy you're here. I'm an author, a coach, and a speaker. And, you know, I put a lot of time into this episode based off my book, but every time I get ready to do it, it's like I just can't stop um, tapping into really like I'm coaching someone. So that's what I'm going to do with you on this episode. I'm really wanting you to take this chapter. It's chapter 14 in the book and just imagine that I'm coaching someone, you or someone you know of through these kind of places. So we are in Mistakes Matter. Mistakes Matter is where Really, we look at setbacks, big things that have happened in our life, maybe dark places we've been in, maybe something we did so many years ago, but we're just letting it hold us back and how we really, if we partner with God, we can get to a new level. So, as I said, I'm an author, coach, and speaker, and I'm also the founder of Fulfill Your Legacy, where I help people tap into God and all there is to offer by that, where they get to a place where they're empowered by the work they do the health they're in, and the relationships they have. So I know that often with a man, things just aren't possible, but with God, all things are possible. And so that's what we're really going to focus on today. All right. So when we get started, this whole first section is going to be on this chapter 14. The middle section is going to be where we bring Greg in and have some questions. And the third section is where we're going to do our question and answer. And we have really good questions. I have two handpicked that I know that Greg is going to have good input on. And I know I've got some stuff there that I can do. And you guys just hang tight. So I'm going to read a section right out of my book because I think that that will really get everyone on the same page and thinking about this. I'm dating myself a little, but I think most of my listeners are about my age and up, so I think you'll know where I'm at. So, think this is this is the opening part of my book. So this chapter is called What If You Had a Map? And keep in mind we're in the section of Mistakes Matter. There's always four chapters on each section. So within Mistakes Matter, it's the exact same ways we've been doing the whole time. Where first we look at the problem of making our mistakes. Then in the second chapter of every part, we look at what the word tells us to do. And then in the third chapter of every section, we consider what's the gift if we do it. And then last, we consider the choice, which is our free will. So we are in the word right now. So here here goes. Do you remember those maze puzzles that you could find in the back of a magazine or a book? 
a newspaper where there were dozens of routes that you could take, but they'd all lead you to one X, one destination, one goal, one gift. Consider your life here on earth as a maze, and God is up above. He sees your path and all the mistaken paths that you can and will take. He knows how many times it will take you to get to your destination, to your right place. He knows the effects of your labor and of your free will and the trials that you will need to endure. He knows every detail which you cannot know. If you knew that it would take you four times to get to a dream, would you stop at three? What if you had a map that guaranteed your protection and guidance as you set out on your journey? Would you use that map? In part four of Mistakes Matter, we use chapter 14 to consider the word. So that's the chapter we're in, to remind us that we do have a map to show us the way. And we do have a guide who says that he will protect us. We will consider how to step into our faith and get what we need to grow and to prepare for what lies ahead, even knowing that we're going to make mistakes and trusting that every mistake is crucial to our growth and the growth of people around us. All right, so you are up to speed now, and you kind of get in a feel of my way, and my thinking is that I've really not had um, huge mistakes, and I've really not been in huge footholds, but I've had a lot of patience with my 20-plus years of nursing who have been, and I never see, uh, I never see judgment. I never see the despair. I have compassion for it because I always see the hope and I always see the future and what can be there. And that's what I want for all of you guys. I, I, I want you guys to all know whoever's out there listening. And I know that we have such a large audience now that's growing in all many countries. It's so exciting to see Hong Kong and Nigeria, and just countries that I never thought we'd reach, but I'm glad you're here today, and I know that you all have different things that are on your mind. You all have different places that you're stuck in, or maybe dreams that you hope for. And so what I want you to do is think about these three things, the map, the guide, and the advocate. So when I say we do have a map and we do have direction, I want you to first look at the first one, the word or the map. So I'm telling you that the Bible is your map. It's got all sorts of directions and tips and tells you exactly what to do. It is your map. So let's look at this chapter's the the word. So let's look at some of the word and, and see why we can just be assured in that and how we can step out in faith, okay? So first, let's look at Psalm 119 and 105. Your word, your written word, the Bible, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Awesome. Now think of this journey that you're on and you're afraid. Maybe you don't know how to get in, out of the place you're in or maybe you just hope for a dream and you have no idea how to move forward. But you've got this heat. The word is the lamp. It's going to light the way. And we see this once we start to tap into God and the word, we start to get doors open to us. We start to get things that we see that we otherwise wouldn't see. The next one, 
It's 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17. I love this, but all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting. It's okay. We can be corrected and training. I mean, this is great. This Bible can help us. So when we see some people, have you ever noticed this where you see people and they make mistakes, but it's almost like you didn't even know that they made them. It's like they just constantly keep improving and getting better and raising up. And sometimes it feels frustrating because you're like, dude, God, I'm right here. I'm trying to. And why is this person just flying through? But if we can really tap into God, it's not at all these things are around for all of us. The helper, we're going to get to the helper next. I mean, all this is around for all of us. We just got to tap into it. Okay. And then we love that it's rebuking and correcting. Well, hey, let's face it. We have cause and effect from some of our actions, but we don't have to live in it. We don't have to live there. We can learn and move on. Okay, so then John 15, 7, if you remain in me, key, if you remain in me and my words, okay, it's written in the word. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want. (gasps) That's scary, right? That takes blind faith. And if you aren't in the word enough, and if you don't call on God enough and start to test your faith and just, you know, go out on a limb, then you start to build more trust. And it's easier to to believe these things and to make bold prayers. But when your faith is in the beginning place, it's sort of, ah, sometimes we get scared straight. Sometimes I like that. I sometimes this is the fast track to God. Honestly, sometimes we're just so desperate and in such a horrible place that with every morsel of everything we've got, we call on God and that faith is there because we know whatever else has happened and hasn't worked. And so it's just that wholehearted wholeheartedness. And then um, let's look at Proverbs 35. Every word of God is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. I love this one because when we're scared, trying new things, when we're caught in footholds, when we're desperate from mistakes of the world or our own, we have to remember we've got sin from our fathers and our father's fathers. We've got um, things built into our genes and stuff, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that we have to live in that. It's truth. It's understanding, but it doesn't mean that that has to be who we are. Okay, so, but my point being, when we're in those bad places, he's our shield. He's our shield. And then last, we're going to look at Psalm 33, 4. So, for the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. Right and true. So, if you want direction, stop listening to the world. Stop thinking about what so-and-so told you or what you think is right because you saw this happen. If you get to the word, that's where the truth is. That's where your correction and redirection and that's where the path is. He knows. He's up there looking down and he knows every step. Start tuning into God. Okay, so we looked at the word. Now we need to do God is the guide. So the word is our, the Bible, the word is our map, but God is our guide. How does that work? Okay, listen to these verses. So Psalm 16, 11. You may know, um, sorry, you make known to me the path of my life. So God makes known the path to our life. He literally gives us visions of our future. 
And sometimes we just chalk them up to like not being real or our imagination or um, a deja vu or a dream and weird stuff. And, oh, I got goosebumps. No, you didn't. That was the Holy Spirit moving through you. So, I mean, I just want you to know that Psalms 37, 23, my steps are ordered by the Lord. He's our guide. He's our all power. They're ordered by the Lord. How about um, for Isaiah 41.10? So do not fear. I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. If you want to get, make anyone make you feel better, make you feel secure, don't look to the world. Look to God. That's the person we want helping make us righteous. That's the person. Okay, so I shouldn't even call him person, right? There's more here, but I know we're going to run out of time. And so I'm going to fly through a couple more of these really awesome verses. Psalm 32, 8. I will instruct you and teach you the ways that you should go. I will counsel you in my loving eyes. Loving eyes. Not judging eyes. Not judging eyes. My loving eyes. Trust um, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. This is us, right? The Lord is my shepherd. All right. Um, I love the verses about how we'll hear his voice and we'll know. But as we get close to him, we'll hear his voice and we know. Okay. Isaiah 48, 17. This is what the Lord says. Your redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you what is best for you, who directs you in the way you should go. I mean, this verse after verse after verse, he's the one who's going to get us through this map, through this maze, and it's going to work. All right, so we have talked now already about the Bible, getting to the Word because it's our map. And we've then talked about God and how God is our guide, right? Lean on Him. Now let's talk about the Advocate, where we can get our direction, the Holy Spirit, right? Okay, so the Holy Spirit is not our intuition. I mean, it's great that you have intuition, but when you get nudges, keep in mind, the Holy Spirit is living and breathing all around us, whispering, directing, okay? Our point north. All right, so listen to these verses, Acts um, Act 1.8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witness, telling people about me everywhere. This is our next guest. It's not just that he's gotten to this place, but now he's on the other side where he's telling people everywhere. That's what I'm doing. That's what you're going to do. That's when you know you're living out your purpose, that you felt a call. You know where you're supposed to be. You know your sweet spot. You know where your gifts and talents are, and you're starting to work in them, and then you're getting blessed, right? Because it's your cause and effect, and, and God likes to reward his people when they're in good places, but we don't just leave it there. We don't just take our goods and enjoy them. We share and we teach and we spread and we do what we've been taught. Okay, the Holy Spirit helps us when we are weak. Romans 8.26, so all of you who are making mistakes and you feel weak, it's human. We do that when we make mistakes. We just feel embarrassed and weak. And hey, the Holy Spirit's who's going to make us feel strong. He puts everything clear in our heads, makes us tune out what the world tells us. And then we have Luke 22. When you are brought to the synagogue before the rulers and authorities, do not worry about defending yourself because the Holy Spirit will come upon you and teach you the words that you should say. 
Amen. Amen. Right? Okay, I can do one more and then it looks like we're going to have to close. But um, think about this. When the Father sends the advocate as my representative, this is Jesus, this is the Holy Spirit and he will teach you everything and he will remind you of everything that I have told you. And that's sometimes our hang up. Some of us who are ready to get into our life purpose and it's faith based, we think I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified. If you are with the Trinity, you are qualified because it's no longer you. You're letting God work through you. All right. So there's a couple things I just want to quick tell us as we're heading out, but we don't need to pack up our Bibles and all hit the road. A lot of us have our callings right here in the current place that we're at now. Some of us might be caretakers might be working at home. Some of us might be CEOs somewhere. It doesn't matter. Each of us have various gifts and talents to be used to love and serve. One of the greatest ways to disciple other peoples is to simply live the way Jesus did. He went, he shared the good news, and he made disciples of other men. So we are getting down to the last few seconds. I want you to stay tuned with us. I will see you after the break on Living Within the Sweet Spot. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com We give all we have to our work, pushing ourselves to be a success. We go the extra mile for our children, giving them every shot at life. We run from one activity to the next, rarely enjoying a meal together. And it's threatening our families, relationships, bodies, and our future. Author, coach, and speaker, Nikki Klegel, developed a proven process for navigating through this life with joy, success, and energy by partnering with God every step of the way. Nikki offers guidance for life purpose, positive self-esteem, successful goal setting, success after setbacks, gaining forgiveness, freedom, and accepting abundance are attainable. This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories resulting in transformed lives. You'll learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and a replay Fridays at 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Women's Channel. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. 
Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot. Hello. Yes, everyone. This is Nikki with Living Within the Sweet Spot, and I am so happy that you are back with us. We have guest Greg Charon Duke. I'm so excited to have him with us. He's the perfect person to have on this episode. I'm going to read his bio here. I'd like you guys to just listen to this because it's pretty cool and it tells a little bit of his story. So in The Real Me, Greg Sharon Duke shares the real deal of his tragedy of mental illness, being suicidal for 10 months, and how living off purpose had him in the wrong road. He was on the road of clinical depression and to committing suicide literally at the end of his rope. Greg is transparent, authentic, and has a purpose and passion to have an impact on humanity with his story and 13 life lessons shared in his book. He, do, he speaks of how his tragedy became triumph for his family and individually. Greg is married to his wonderful wife, 27 years, Sheila, and together they have two beautiful children, Isaiah and Faith. They live in beautiful British Columbia, Canada, just north of Seattle. Hey, I am delighted to have you here. I'm getting a tiny bit of backup noise. I'm not sure if Matthew is either. Um, If you have Facebook on, you might want to shut it down. And then otherwise, let's go ahead and get started. But so first of all, I'm going to go ahead and have you guys get to know Greg a little bit. We've met online because we're part of a group that we share together. But Greg, why don't you tell us a little bit of your story in just a few minutes. We're going to have about 15, 17 minutes to get through this. But first, tell a little bit of your story and then I have a couple questions for you. Yeah, Nikki, thanks again for having me on today. It's just such a privilege and an honor Uh, You're doing a wonderful job worldwide, and that's just so inspiring, so um, inspiring, and I am honored to be on on your show. And, you know, um, I'm just going to give you the short version and not go into it all, but, you know, it all started when I was a nine-year-old boy. You know, one uh, one event, you know, I I received shame. I shared shared something with a friend, a, a boyhood adventure. And I felt really shamed. The incident itself really wasn't a big deal, but what it did on my inside, it created a, a coat of shame. And that was the beginning, really, when I look back, you know, the Lord really showed me that's where it started. There was a stronghold of shame. And then it all, I got onto a very performance driven lifestyle where everything I did was to cover the shame up. And then I started performing and anything I put my hand to, I was fairly successful at because that was my identity. I was shameful on the inside, but I was successful on the outside. And that's what the world saw. So in 1992, I joined a company and and I started to become very goal-driven my priorities were out of whack. I knew the Lord. I knew the Lord. I, was, I got saved when I was 24. So it wasn't that I was outside Christian living. And, uh, you know, going to church, loving the Lord, reading my Bible. Sometimes a lot of people think you come off the rails spiritually. But it's really what's happening on the inside that is the key. That's what the Lord sees. And that's really where we make all our decisions, our actions, So I'm carrying the shame. 
I'm at the peak of my career, you know, making six figures and driving the cars, living in the million dollar house and all the trappings of the world. And, you know, I want to say that none of those things are wrong in themselves, Nikki, but when they're to satisfy our identity that isn't in Christ, they are wrong. God gives us those things to enjoy. So what happened in in 2007, um, I just started to break down. I just, it started, I got on this this, uh, trajectory of a downward emotionally. I was um, diagnosed clinically depressed. I was dysfunctional. I sat on the couch all day, every day, uh, suicidal. The only thing I thought about was how I was going to end my life. And I did have it planned. I had the rope in the barn. I had everything set up, ready to go. But you know how good God is? Mm-hmm. He, he always intervenes. You know, and one day, my family and I, uh, well, my family went out to get some groceries, and I closed the front door, and a tear popped out of my eye. And I thought, whoa, what, like, where did that come from? But God started to break through on the inside. And I had never cried those 10 months. I was totally unemotional, really just a shell of a man. And then compared to what I was, this was just not me. But what started to happen, the inside started to manifest. I was emotionally dead on the inside. So what happened that day, I decided to get down on my knees and I cried out to God. I said, Lord, I'm not living one more day like this. Either you've got to take my life or you need to heal me. And you know, Nikki, I I balled up like a a baby in the fetal position. And I have never, I have never, ever cried like that before. And God opened my spirit and started to just, just clean every, I just, in my mind, I had a vision where all these things were coming out of me and God was taking them, taking them, and I don't know how long that that lasted, and then it shut. And, you know, I got up. I didn't feel really any different. But the next day I woke up, and it like, like it had never happened. Yeah. Completely healed. Yeah. I have to tell you, that is such a story. And I've heard this sort of story over and over again, where in, in what I was talking about earlier, where just almost with all desperation, you call out. Yes. And man, I, I just love that this happened to you and that you're sharing it. It's um, not a pleasant thing, I'm sure, to share with people how you got so low. Mm. But, but this is happening to uh, people everywhere. Do you feel like the more you share your story, the more you know and more people come forward and say, I've been here or I am here? Yes, and I or they know someone that's there. Mm-hmm. You know, the more and more I speak, Nikki, there's people come up weeping, saying your message gave me hope. Mm-hmm. Well, I've never heard a message like this. You talk so naturally about it. And it's not about me. It's about the Lord. Mm-hmm. So people are trapped in their shame, mm-hmm. whether, whether it be manifest in depression, but we're talking about my depression then. And right. Yeah, there's people all around us that are silently suffering. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, you're bringing up. So last week we talked a lot about guilt and shame. Um, You know, we know that guilt and shame is not of God. It's written all over the word. And we just know this periodically that I I had an experience like you where I met my maker and my life came before me and I could see everything. And there was no guilt and shame attached to the sins that I had Mm. done. I saw all of them. I saw every sin that I'd committed, even little ones that I felt Mm. like I wasn't aware of until I saw them again, ways that I made people feel even, Mm. but um, no guilt and shame was attached to that. God is not a man of guilt and shame. He's a man of discernment Mm. and insight. So, you know, we get, we get clarity and insight, but guilt and shame is not of God. So when that's happening to us, we have to know that this isn't a foothold that we want to be a part of. (laughs) And so, okay, I want you to give us tips because there are some people listening that are going to want to say, I want that to happen to me. I'm in a desperate place. You know, how is it that you came to this place? Do you have, you know, I don't know if you want to call this a mistake. It was more like you were in a foothold, but regardless, you know, what do you do? What do you say to people and how can you encourage them? You have 13 steps. Could you share a couple? Sure. Uh, You know, the one thing that I appreciate about you, Nikki, is the purpose, right? Everything's, our whole foundation is the purpose. And my favorite verse is Jeremiah 29, 11 to 13. And we all know it. God has a plan and a purpose. But most people don't don't, um, quote the rest of that verse where God puts a condition in that, that if we seek him with our whole heart and we pray and cry out to him, then he will come and he will reveal himself to us. So that's the number one thing is to seek God with your whole heart. And, you know, um, I don't want to be preaching today, but if there's people on the line that don't know Jesus, Mm -hmm. that's the first step. You know, uh, coming into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you know, Mm -hmm. that's the first step. That's And if I didn't share that, I'd be doing your audience a disservice. So Yeah, it's all good. But the, what I've got four items here is and life lesson number one is does your dream matter? You've, you've got to ask yourself because the enemy will come to us and tell us we don't matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we all believe that at different times when we're tired, when we're hungry, when we're stressed. My life doesn't matter. My dream doesn't matter. And that's the lie we buy into. So your dream absolutely matters. You're the only one that can fill the mission that God has given you. You are unique. You are like a thumbprint or a fingerprint. Your DNA is unique and your contribution to humanity is unique. You Mm -hmm. are the only one that can do it. We need you. Mm -hmm. The world needs you. Yeah. I mean, look at the people that Jesus used to help him carry out his work. These were not perfect people. They all had, some of them were in huge footholds. Some of them had complete lifestyle changes and they were all different. So absolutely. I love that. I love that. Okay. So how many of those 13 did we hit? Uh, Well, the next one, I'll just give you another one. Has your lie become a truth? Mm. Are we believing lies that we believe is truth? And if we listen to them long enough, The pain of that lie, we embrace as truth because it's easier to deal with it day to day. I'm unworthy. My mistake was too big. You know, all the things that the enemy tells us, we start to believe. Mm -hmm. So that's life lesson number two is 
What lies are we believing that are holding us and bounding us? Yeah. You know, I think Greg and I need to do something together sometime just because we're, we speak the same language here. <laughs> so um, when he's talking about that, you all, if you want to go back and some of you listen every time, can be thinking of Perfectly Imperfect, that second mm. section of the book, because, you know, we talked a lot about almost neuroplasticity and programming our brains and how mm. dangerous it is that when we listen to those lies, like Greg is saying, they almost become our reality, our truth. Our brain is made up two ways. We have a subconscious and a conscious brain. And so that subconscious brain honestly does not know the difference. It, that's how it's made up physically, the, the science behind it. It doesn't know the difference between truth and a lie. It only hears the words and says, I am thus that. So that's why in, in Perfectly Imperfect, we talk so much about Philippians 4.8. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is excellent. Think about these things. God has written it into the word and given us such clues that we need to fill our heart, mind, and soul with him. Because then when our mind goes into subconscious and when we're at idle and ready to think um, randomly think on things, that's what's in there. That's what we've fed ourselves with, and that's what we start to grow from. So I love that. Okay, so let's look at the time here. Do you have, can you share one more? One more, one more. Dared, see, I think there's really two parts here. Mm -hmm. Is that God is always going to do his part. He'll Uh never fail us. He'll never, he's always consistent. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow, he's always the same. But the moving part is us. Yeah. (laughs) We are changing. So We have to make a conscious, I have to anyway, and I encourage others to dare to be turned inside out. Yeah, tell us more what that means. Well, in a simple way, Nikki, it's like if our lives or our thought life was to be uh, put up on a movie screen, what would we see? The Mm -hmm. good, the bad, the ugly. Mm-hmm. Until we realize what movie is playing, and I can't, uh, it's just a simple way of, yeah. until we know what movie's playing, the good parts, the bad parts, the parts we turn away from, mm-hmm. God's hands are tied. Mm-hmm. And when we, when we understand that movie, not that we like it or dislike it, right? right? not that we're showing anyone. Mm-hmm. But when I know what movie's playing in my in the, on the inside, then I can go to God and I say, God, this is all I have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to be strong on the inside. I invite you to be Lord of my life on the inside. Mm-hmm. And when my when the inside is calm and peaceful, mm-hmm. and I know who I am in Christ, mm-hmm. then the outside can be swirling. Mm -hmm. I can have financial difficulties. I can have health difficulties. Mm -hmm. I can have relationship difficulties. But until I agree, until I'm in covenant with God and saying, God, the inside is yours. Yeah. So the outside becomes somewhat irrelevant if the inside. So, so that, you know, your listeners really make need to make that decision as I did. And many, as I coach, Mm-hmm. Is you need to make that conscious decision. Mm-hmm. Are you going to let that movie play all yep. the way through? No yep. pauses, no rewinds on the good good spots, mm-hmm. and fast forward through the bad spots because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. We want to look at the bruises and the dents, do we? 
So dare to be turned out inside out, not to the world, but to God and a few trusted confidants. Yeah, I love that. I mean, that transparency. I mean, when we're not even able to admit to ourselves some of those bad places that we've been in, then we aren't lifting them up for forgiveness. We're hiding them still. I mean, to truly admit them and and lift them up so that they can be healed and restored. Awesome. That's such good, wise words. Mm. Um, I, I, I like to, I can see that we're down to about three, four minutes left. I want people to know what it is you do and how you connect with people. So take a minute or two to just kind of share with us. You've talked about speaking and you've talked about coaching. How does that work? Well, I do two things primarily. I do speaking. And what I do is I was in consulting, business consulting. Mm -hmm. But what I saw was business owners were very broken, very dysfunctional. And and that's not being negative or judgmental. So then I decided to write my book and tell my story. Because if we're dysfunctional or if we're carrying shame, our whole lives go awry. Mm-hmm. So what I do firstly is help people discover their purpose, mm-hmm. create their story, and to tell their message in an effective way that they can impact those around them firstly, and then the world and all of humanity, whatever, yeah. wherever they want to take that. Yeah. And secondly, once, I've, once we've got that in the right direction, I also can provide business consulting which I've created a proven system. So kind of the two go together. Mm -hmm. We got to get ourselves right before we, and a lot of people do it backwards. They think they need a business to get right, but they need to get right before they get a business. So that's what I do. Yeah, you were exactly like me. So I coach people on the same thing, life purpose, health and wellness, abundant living, which means giving back and serving with it um, and enjoying it. But then the next thing that I do is help people launch their legacy. So it's fulfill your legacy and launch their legacy. Same thing where you just, um, you have this, you have this where you work with people, I'm sure, and they come to find their purpose Mm. and you know they're in the right place now. So my book and your book is about getting people to the right place and then they can't help but want to share it. And, And I love that we both want to help people then take it out to the world and, and get it out to everyone. So I, I really appreciate having you on here. Uh, before we leave, when you were maybe last night laying in bed before you knew the show was in the morning, when you thought, okay, there's one thing, if there's something that you really want to leave with our listeners, what would that be? Uh, just going back again is, is looking on the inside, Nikki. Mm-hmm. And really finding why God has created you. And yeah. this is a powerful thought. Is we think that God just made us in his spare time or one day he thought, uh, yep, yeah, I think the earth needs Greg. But you know what it says? The word says that before the foundations of the earth were formed, mm-hmm. he knew my name, he knew your name, he had Every day, every minute, every second, he has a book that he's written every day of my life in mm-hmm. prior to me being born. So God has a, a really exciting uh, journey for each of us. And mm-hmm. my, one, uh, my one comment is put your energy into finding God's yeah. plan and purpose for your life. 
I and, think that, oh, oh, sorry. And <laughs> every, everything changes, right? Yeah, you are so right. Um, there's one thing I don't want to forget to tell you when we come back from break, I'm going to do it now and everyone can listen. But when you speak of, you know, the inside out and you talked about, you know, make sure this is good inside here. Um, I think of the Bible verse on the wellspring and your heart mm-hmm. being the wellspring and everything then good. It doesn't matter how chaotic and off things are in the outside that everything mm-hmm. becomes of that and getting that foundation of God and Christ and everything in you. Um, and then the next thing is, you know, we on Facebook, we had planned to attach to your website so people could get to you. If this, it says live streaming on Facebook for us, I'm not sure that it's there. So if not, I'm going to go back and put that on. So people listening at Voice America, um, go ahead and head to my website. You'll be able to see a link to his as well as off to the side of this. I turned it in with his bio. So go ahead and get get check it check out his website is a really good trailer on there and do not leave stay tuned during the break because when we come back we're going to be answering a few questions that are on this matter on living life within the sweet spot your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com We give all we have to our work, pushing ourselves to be a success. We go the extra mile for our children, giving them every shot at life. We run from one activity to the next, rarely enjoying a meal together. And it's threatening our families, relationships, bodies, and our future. Author, coach, and speaker, Nikki Klegel, developed a proven process for navigating through this life with joy, success, and energy by partnering with God every step of the way. Nikki offers guidance for life purpose, positive self-esteem, successful goal setting, success after setbacks, gaining forgiveness, freedom, and accepting abundance are attainable. This life-transforming coaching experience is based on Nikki's book, Awaking the Living Legacy, and is now offered in a self-study at the Living Legacy Academy. For more information, visit NikkiKlegel.com. That's NikkiKlegel.com. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron. Author, publisher, and life mentor broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. This is Living Within the Sweet Spot with Nikki Klegel. The phone lines are ready for you to call in and connect with our program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you're feeling a bit shy, send Nikki an email to Nikki at NikkiKlegel.com. Now, back to Living Within the Sweet Spot. Yes, hello everyone. This is Nikki again. 
with Fulfill Your Legacy on Living Within the Sweet Spot. I am so happy you are back with us, and I am delighted to say that Greg has decided to stay on and help us with the questions. So, of course, feel free to call in. We'll stop the emails and take a call if anyone calls in. But for now, I have two emails. This email pile is growing. I am so sorry, and I just want to apologize for you people out there. I'm going to start taking your emails and turning them into blogs and responding by blog because we are up to almost 70 emails. So it's nice. I was able to handpick two that really fit well in this topic. So Greg, yeah, let's go ahead and get started. So um, Gary is the individual who sent this email. So Gary says, I've done some really dumb things when I was young and I feel like I don't deserve to have a good life. I wouldn't even give myself a free ticket. Why would God? I think that's interesting. He said a free ticket. Um, Even thinking of trying to live righteously makes me feel like I would be a hypocrite. And I I would wonder what other people would think of me. So um, we'll get to this. We'll unpack this a little bit. But first of all, Gary, I just want to thank you for emailing. I think uh, a lot of people are in your place because many of us, when we are young, do dumb things and screw up and make silly mistakes. And sometimes they're huge and that's okay. You are no different than the rest of us. Um, Some people, you know, maybe it's a level of conscientiousness that you have, a level of desire to do good that made that just sit there and bug you. But much like Greg was saying, and, and I'll say to you is, you know, you don't have to live there. And these comments are kind of giving me the impression that they're still active and alive in your life right now. And even though it happened years ago, we want, like Greg was saying, and we want everything inside to be whatever's true and noble and right and praiseworthy and excellent in these things Mm -hmm. so that you start to have those spring out from you. And so, yeah, I mean... I know that you've also done wonderful things and stuff, but so basically you're sitting there like, how do I stop then? How do I stop um, continuing to look at, judge um, myself and all these things? Um, I'm going to say the same thing that Greg earlier said is just fill yourself up with God, you know, get to Christ, get forgiven once and for all. Don't let those things hold you back. And there's so much to that. And I don't want to take all that. I know Greg has some great things for you, but I want you to remember one thing. This is my lesson for you is, you know, you're royal, literally. God is your, is your King. You are his child. And he doesn't care. We know this. Earlier, Greg and I on break, we're talking about the disciples that Jesus picked. These were people who did some horrible things, some of them. So honestly, it's okay. You're okay. And I can just, I don't know why, but like, I love you. You're like, I don't even know you, but it's okay. It's all good. Um, Greg, I want you to just sort of allude maybe to the part that he says um, he would feel like a hypocrite. And, you know, you can touch on anything else I did, too, and, and just where he's at. But, you know, that, that hypocrite thing makes me, a lot of people feel that way. I think we all feel that way, Nikki and Gary. Thank you for your, your transparency. And it just goes back to really, I'm a simple guy, and I like to keep it simple. Anything outside of a relationship with Jesus Christ, we're all hypocrites. Because my hypocrisy comes under the blood of Jesus and the and his crucifixion 
you know, when he was crucified, my hypocrisy was crucified there as well. So if I'm trying to live outside of his power and I don't have a relationship with him, I will always feel like a hypocrite as you do, Gary, because I can't do it on my own. I fall. I stumble every single day. It's only by the grace of God. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. Um, You know, just kind of visualizing really that idea of that when and when I attached myself with Jesus and when I let go of all that off went hypocrisy as well. Mm. Um, This is a hard thing for um, for us to think about. A lot of people will call us. Um, they'll say things that I think maybe it happens to you too, but it happens to me. They might say something that I did and then they'll think, oh, well, you're supposed to be, you know, so great. You know, you're supposed to be this strong Christian and I'm going to screw up. I'm going to be fall short. I'm going to make mistakes. That's what this whole section is about. Mistakes matter. They don't have to matter in terms of holding us back. They can matter in terms of helping us grow and become more if we call on God and if we let God help us use them to mature us and to grow us and to and to share and help other people. Um, the hypocrisy, one more thing about that is also we're, we're looking to what the world might be thinking of us. Mm. We feel that way. And so I don't want you to do that. I I, I want, I wish, like, I don't know why, but I feel so much love for you. And I, I just wish you were in front of me so that I could be like, you know what? Don't listen to the world. And it doesn't matter. And if there's anything, when you get off the phone, if you can just sort of sit with yourself and say a prayer and just kind of lift up this stuff and put it away and just say, I'm done with it. But, um, but literally think to yourself, it's not about what anyone else might think of me if I'm perfect, if I'm not. It's only about my purpose that God has for me. That's where my focus is on God. And God does not have shame and guilt. God does not judge that way. He's looking at us um, in terms of how can he help us? How can he be our advocate? How can he protect us? Um, we have cause and effect here, but he's going to help us through that as well as we're dealing with life. All right, so um, let's get to the next question because I really love this one too. So this is anonymous and you can pretty much guess that every time I've got someone who says anonymous that it's good (laughs) and that they're sweet and they want help. But so this person says, I've screwed up financially. I don't know why I feel like this is a man, but my family is struggling because of me and my poor choices. I don't know how to see us get past this. Our friends no longer spend time with us. We cannot go on vacations, and we only have one car now. Our family is compromised. They are suffering from my mistake, and I hate it, and I feel very depressed and responsible. Mm. Oh, this just like breaks my heart. Again, I want this person near me. Um, I am able to at least hit reply and Mm. get a message to people in this particular person I did, but... What I, what I, I guess I want to talk about each little point. So the first thing is I've screwed up financially and yeah, we hate that. That's a bummer. I know Greg mentioned that all of a sudden some of his financial stuff kind of went south when things were going bad. But again, I would rather see that than you screw up in a way that has to do with um, the way you treat another. However, I mean, mistakes are mistakes. And God's just ready to help you through them. 
God's just ready to help you grow into a new, greater place because of them. So, um, so there's this process that I talked about in one of the earlier sections, and I emailed Greg this link to this, but I want us to think about this. So, um, you know, I already mentioned this. You consider what the problem is. Then you go to the word. So consider the problem, consider the word, consider the gift, consider the choice. And if you carry this pattern that I have in the book all the way through your your life, this really helps. So what is the problem? I financially, you know, didn't handle things well. Open up your computer and go into the search bar. And if you don't have the Bible and you or, or even own one, or if you don't know really how to even use it because it's so big and confusing, just go to your computer in the search bar and type in Bible verses on financial responsibility. Hit search. And there are going to be a whole bunch that come up. And any reputable um, site for Bibles, so Gateway or, I don't know, there's several of them. You'll see they come up first. But click on that, and when you see real Bible verses, there's going to be 30 that might come up. What you're going to do then is read through all those verses that God has written in there. So now you're getting what the word, you know the problem, I was irresponsible, fine, so are the rest of us. Now you're getting to what the word is, so you're seeing all these verses. Now you read them all, and you wait until one moves you. It either hits you in the gut and let me tell you, that isn't always the devil. So, so that could be the Holy Spirit like saying, hey, this is, this is it. This is your money ticket here. You know, this verse, it, you know, it moves you. And so you take those verses that either inspire you or sort of go, oh, you know, that it's speaking to you. And then you read those and pray on those verses. Okay. And they'll start to, to teach you truth. Then you go and you think of the gift and you start now, you're taking your mind out of the gutter and the bad places and you're putting your mind in these good places. So now you think to yourself, whatever these Bible verses say, and I can tell you what a lot of them say, but I want you to figure it out. But, but you know, if it says, don't spend money that you don't have, or if it says, if you have a little bit, use that well, don't hide it. Don't, don't hide it under a bushel and try to protect it. Use that well so God can give you more and see you use that well. And all these, there's so many verses on how to use your money wisely for it to grow. So you start doing that and then you, you start visualizing the gift mm-hmm. because he says to you, if you're responsible with what I give you, I will give you more. Start dreaming, start preparing of what this gift is. And then the last thing is you make a choice. Now you've got your mind clear headed. You're not just focusing on your badness, the things you've screwed up, how you have your family in this difficult place. You're thinking about good things too. You have clear thoughts and now you make a decision and your free will comes in and you decide, am I free will? Am I going to stay in this old place? That's a lot lies. Or am I going to move to what's ahead of me? The future, the, the promise that's ahead of you. All right. So we have time. So what are you thinking, Greg, as you're listening to all this and this gentleman here? I didn't touch on the ideas of vacation and his feeling like he's compromised his family. Well, just really quickly, and um, uh, we'll call him Greg or Jack. Uh, Yeah. Okay, we'll call him Jack. Is Jack, what I would say to you is you're in Christ, you're rich beyond belief. (laughs) So, So finances is something the enemy uses us to gauge our worth finances is simply a tool that good people do good things with 
So when you say you're financially um, stressed, I can acknowledge that, but quite in a practical business way, we have to think about, because money is only a reward for service. So I would say to Jack is number one, check that out. What are you doing? What are you putting your hand to? Are you being diligent? Are you getting up early? Are you going to work? All those things. If we're being diligent in that, God is going to reward it. But you are rich. If you are in a relationship with Jesus Christ, you are a co-heir with him. And it says, my father owns the cows on a thousand hills. You are wealthy beyond belief. Mm-hmm. But it's what we focus on with, that will get our attention. That's awesome. Okay, we have one minute and you just, um, you know, spurred my thoughts on so many things. I loved that you brought this up. Um, there have been times in our life, too, where our financial situation changed. My husband had to move every couple of years moving up. And we'd go sometimes where we had two different homes and one income versus one home and two incomes. And that puts a huge crunch on things. And, you know, our daughter's. The, the, when they look back and they say their favorite memories, they're often the ones where we were poor and strapped. Hmm. It was, you know, your life doesn't have to be bad just because you financially don't have money. Like, like hmm. Greg is saying, there's so many blessings that come from time together. You know, we would rent a movie. People don't even know this, but, you know, a VHS. We'd rent a movie for free from the library and we'd cuddle up on a couch together and the snow's going and we're cuddled up or we go truck off to a movie. One's free, one cost us a hundred bucks. I mean, which, you know, you don't have to have money to have a quality of life, but um, I, I, we're down to 30 seconds. So I'm going to go ahead and thank you, Greg, so much for being with us. I want people to connect with you. If they feel so moved to go ahead and head to my Facebook page or look at next to voice America link and tune in next time on living within the sweet spot. Thank you for tuning into Living Within the Sweet Spot. Please join your host, Nikki Klegel, next Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until our next program, invite abundance into your life and live a happier, fuller, and more successful life than ever before.